This is Robert Mitchell at High Tide in the Dreamtime, and today's episode is called Taking It Back to the Beginning, and it's based on a lot of experiences I've had lately with uh, people I've been working with, both with astrology and psychedelics, and um, what it's about is about how people's experience at the beginning of their lives often is relevant in both of these modalities, but not in the way that you might think. And I came across a quote by Carl Jung uh, that I'm going to read right now, and then I'm going to get going. Uh, And the quote by Jung was, in the conscious, we are at a summit, and we infinitely think that the path to follow runs towards higher heights above the summit. Is this a chimeric rainbow bridge to reach the next summit? You must go down to the field where the roads began to separate. Dream. Here's a dream. A voice says, are you still a child? And the dream forces to recognize that neither has a differentiated consciousness in any way emerged from children and that a return to the world of childhood is therefore necessary. Now, I'm in midlife and most of the people I work with have lived quite a life. And, you know, I occasionally work with people in their early childhoods. Not in their early childhoods, in their early adulthoods. A rare faux pas on the uh, podcast, but I'm not going to start over. Um, And what I work with people when I work with astrology and also with psychedelics is I try and make them aware that in both instances, when looking at someone's astrology chart, you can so clearly see their parents, their experience of their parents, and the impact that that experience had on them in a way that it'll speak to someone who's 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 30 or 20. However, if somebody was looking at that person's astrology chart five minutes after they were born, that experience is also identifiable in the same way it is however many years later they're getting to me. And in astrology, what I try and teach people is that this experience of their initial environment, their family, their parents, their culture, their friends. It's their dharma, meaning they're causing it. 
they're causing it. It is not causing them. The way most people experience their origins is ass backwards. And what astrology has shown me in psychedelics, working with psychedelics to, a le- to an extent as well, is that people's initial environment, which shapes them, which shapes their history and their biography, is a feedback system about them. It's about the places in themselves where this, this potential for transformation in their experience of themselves and of the world. However, these places of transformation are often painful because our environment that we find ourselves in, the people who impact us the most, are going to reflect our misunderstanding about ourselves and our origins and what we have to work out. And I know that sounds kind of far out or kind of new agey, but, but it's not. Because the fact that I'm able to identify people's origins in their astrology chart only from the time, date, and place of their birth shows that those origins were mapped out the moment that they got here. And the intelligent way of dealing with that is realizing that these are not objective facts that are in an astrology chart that I'm able to talk to people about. They're subjective. And everybody is projecting their subjective experience onto their environment it's like a holographic feedback system of their consciousness and so what they can work with what both of these modalities give people the potential to get some objectivity on is the functioning of their consciousness and how they are like a film uh, projector finding the things around them to hang the things in their consciousness that must be transformed onto now in no way am I blaming victims of abuse or neglect or cruelty for experiencing this. But what I'm saying is that these are not static systems that once experienced as an objective fact and then becoming frozen as one's historical biography can no longer be worked with or re-experienced. But the fact is that once you recognize that those memories were co-created you can work with them and find the transformation in them just like you can work with a dream and in fact that is the intelligent thing to do because Jung thought 
that a, something like a dream was a part of nature and it always existed. So you couldn't, didn't just need to work with a dream that you had last night. You could work with a dream that you had a week ago or two months ago or three months ago or three years ago or 20 years ago. And you would still mine great riches about the intention of the intelligence that created that dream for you, no matter when it happened. It was like catching a picture of a star or a cloud or a wildfire. It, 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 it wasn't just of the moment. Now, if you extrapolate upon that and you think about Jung's biography, it was called Memory, Dreams, and Reflections. That was the title. Well, your memories are like a dream. They're constellated perceptions that you refer to. I was like this at this time. This is what happened to me. But there were also enormous parts of you that were not engaged by that environment. And they were there when you were focused on this happening or that happening. And that sort of baked in your ideas about yourself. And you can return to those memories and you can return to those bio biographical facts and say, where were these other parts of me during those times? Maybe more dynamic parts, maybe more profound parts, maybe more high, highly capable parts that weren't reflected to you in your environment. And if you bring the awareness of those parts to your history and your biography, your history and your biography can change because all that exists outside of time. All that exists in your consciousness, which is part of the field of intelligence that gathers throughout the universe and creates the universe. And so in the moments of our life, in the short moments of our life, we're like a raindrop falling from the sky. And it has its own shape and it has its own volume. And at the end, it's gonna hit the ocean and go back to everything that was and always was. And to lose that awareness during your life is the true source of all suffering. Jung believed that. Jung believed that all psychological problems, I know I've said this before, were um, religious problems. And religious problems are being alienated from that source. And I think, you know, a lot of gurus and, you know, Lamas and, and people like that and teachers, they say the same. But what I'm saying right now, and I'm saying the same, 
is you can return to those experiences that formed you, whether they were experiences of parents, whether they were experiences of siblings or friends or childhood traumas, knowing that there were parts of you that were too dynamic and too big to be reflected in the limitations of those environments. And so I want to tie this into my, to people's work with psychedelics because I can tell people this, but in, in their use of therapeutic psychedelics, they often, like accomplished people, grown people, people with children, people who, who, who have wonderful careers, people who are powerful, they often return to these defining moments of their childhood where they were reflected with limitation because the intelligence that's in psychedelic substances, which to me is very similar, they're catalysts that they catalyze an awareness of the intelligence behind everything and they allow a person to experience how that views them. And oftentimes, they'll return to these situations where their ideas about themselves constellated. And sometimes they've forgotten that this is what's happened. And they think it's an objective fact that they are constellated this way rather than realizing they formed in relationship to a limited understanding of themselves, to an understanding that you hadn't yet expanded and that they've sometimes lived with this restricted understanding for a lifetime, even if they're successful, even if they're accomplished, even if by any measure their life has been one of remarkable achievement. So many times, achievements are based in response to these moments of limitation that people don't want to experience. And I am not in any way diminishing achievement. What I'm saying is, what I'm diminishing is a limited sense of oneself based in these moments of limited self-concept. And so what I would suggest, if you like this podcast, is entertain the possibility that the things you've experienced in your life, especially in your origins... are things that are opportunities for transformation that you can bring the wiser, more profound, more eternal parts of yourself into these formative experiences and those formative experiences will change and your history will change and your biography will change. 
and your sense of yourself will change. People often ask me, you know, I worked with somebody recently. <laughs> people give me updates. It's great. I love it. I love to get updates from people on how they're doing. And in my work with people, what I offer them is an expansive sense of themselves. I don't make their pain disappear. But what I do, what I can do, is I can expand their sense of themselves so that their container gets bigger. And when your container gets bigger, your pain and your suffering diminish in proportion to the size of your container. So sometimes people have really restricted containers of consciousness that go back to their origins and see their origins in a certain way and they see themselves that way no matter where they are in their life or what they've become. And if you expand through these tools, people's capacity to contain their limitations and you expand that, then their limitations are diminished. And that feels so good. It doesn't make them disappear. It just makes them smaller in relationship to their totality. And more than anything, I'd say that's the work that I do. And that's the work anyone can do if they know how. And that's the work Jung believed in. I think that's the work that a lot of purveyors of consciousness have believed in. And that's the work I want to encourage people to do. Because it's very simple. An expanded sense of self, an expanded container of your raindrop, your raindrop growing bigger before it hits the ocean when it's just going to get huge. So why not do it now? Makes the particles within it, the memories, the reflections, the dreams, smaller. And we could all use that because that feels really good. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, I have some essays on www.goingquantum.org that you might enjoy. And this has been Robert Mitchell with a little short pre-weekend high tide in the dream time. I enjoyed that so much. I hope you did too.